I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a house I would buy you a house And if I had a million dollars Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920, The Answer. In this segment in our neighborhood spotlight, we're featuring Amberton in Powder Springs. If you live anywhere near Powder Springs, you want to pay attention to that segment. What are the traits of a really good real estate agent? If you were to be looking, if you were a home buyer, a home seller, and were to be looking for a real estate agent, what traits would you be looking for? And this is a good one. Is there still profit potential in flipping a house? My name is Cleve Gaddis. I'm joined in the studio by Christy Valley, who is my new business partner. We announced the creation uh, with the unveiling of our new real estate team, Modern Traditions Realty Group, which is a combination of the Valley team and Gaddis Group at Remax Center. And we uh, we we respect their traditions, and we're looking to give all of that a modern flair. Is that yes, accurate? absolutely. Yep. And I'm so glad you're here. Let's go into our neighborhood spotlight. For those of you who listen every week, you know each week we pick one specific metro Atlanta neighborhood to call out critical changes over the last few years to help you as a seller, help you as a homeowner in the subdivision, understand whether or not you have a particular advantage when it comes to selling a home. If you're not familiar with Amberton, if you are, it's in Powder Springs in Cobb County from Marietta. Take Dallas Highway 120 to Lost Mountain Road, turn left. The subdivision is on the right. Uh, there are about a little over 200 homes, 230, 220 homes in the neighborhood. Let's talk about home values over the last three years, in 2020, there were 13 homes sold. If you look at 225 homes, we would expect there to be more like 15 homes right. sold, 7%, something like that. They took an average of 32 days, and the average sales price was $363,262. That ranged from a low of 307 to a high of 420 and homes had to be discounted 0.3% in order to attract a buyer, only 0.3%. 2021, there were 14 homes that sold. They took an average of eight days, went from 32 days over a month down to eight days. Think about that. That's a big difference in 2021. Average sales price increased $50,000, $51,000 year over year to $414,929. That ranged from a low of $295,000 up to a high of $469,000. And Holmes Christie sold for 1.4% more than their list price. Yeah. Not less, more. And then year-to-date in 2022, which is for the full year, there were 10 homes sold, less homes than we would expect. Uh, 15 days was the average days on the market, and the average sales price went up another $130,000 from 414 to 547 Think about that. A hundred over a hundred thousand dollar increase. This average, the low sales price was five four twenty five. The high sales price six hundred and seventy nine thousand. Homes sold for point nine, almost one percent more than their list price. There are currently four homes available for sale. We talk, Christy, quite often on this show about supply and demand in months of inventory. And so those four homes, based on the fact that there were 14 homes that sold in the last 12 months, mean we have 3.42 months worth of inventory. So how do you look at, do you look at months of inventory? Do you look at absorption rates when you're, when you're talking about listings? 
Yes, and also when talking with buyers, but to get oh well, it, you know, I never I didn't think about that because I always do it from a seller perspective, but it's important for a buyer to understand as well. Right. So the way I look at inventory, and most people say if you have six months worth, of, most people when I say people, national economists say if you have six months worth of inventory, it is a balanced market. Right. But when you think about it, if you have six months worth of inventory, half the sellers would sell before ninety days, half would sell after ninety days. There's not a seller in the world who would feel like that's balanced. Right. So we use something a little bit different. We say if you have less than four months worth of inventory, it is a seller's market. If you have four and five months worth of inventory, it is a balanced market. And if you have more than five months worth of inventory, it's a buyer's market. And I think that's accurate. So right now, Amberton and Powder Springs has 3.42 months worth of inventory, which means it is still a seller's market. And that's interesting. And everybody who is thinking about selling their home, they need to know what kind of market they're in. It's so important. 3.2, which means if you want to sell your home in the neighborhood, it's still a good time to sell. Now, there's 225-ish homes in the neighborhood. The average value of home in that neighborhood in 2010, Christy, was $224,000. Average value today, 547000 So I want you to think about this. 225 homes. The equity in those homes, the additional equity, the increase in value from 2010 to 2022 is $72.5 million. I'm Seven. sure if you are a buyer in this neighborhood in 2012 and you are still living there, you have made a sound You You, you have got some equity in your home or you have already refinanced it and pulled all that equity out, which doesn't yes. happen as much as it used to. I think it is amazing, and I think home ownership is one of the most amazing ways to get home equity. I was reading something where the average net worth, this according to the Federal Reserve, the average net worth of a homeowner is 250-ish thousand, 270-ish thousand. I don't remember mm-hmm. which one it was, and the average net worth of a renter was 5,000. Yeah. Now, I don't know that it all has to do just with their equity in their homes, but the reality is is that you know home, home, homeowner equity is a big, big piece of people growing net worth in the United States. And I am not, by the way, a believer that everybody needs to have a lot of money because I know some people with money and it doesn't do them any good. Right. The reality is I think having a little bit uh, puts you in a position where you feel more stable. Right. You feel more secure about life. If you are the type of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, you need a school chimp report. It is a proprietary report. The only place you can get it is at gogaddisradio.com. Click on School Chimp, put in a little information, say if you want one school compared to another one or one school compared to the average in Metro Atlanta. The Clyde, who is the School Chimp, and his fellow chimpanzees will prepare that report and send it to you directly, and it will give you demographic information like the educational attainment of parents, average household income, size of households, things like that, and it will give you all of the real estate data that will be overlaid right on the school district, and it'll give you a proprietary rating for the school system. The only place you can get it is to go to gogaddisradio.com, click on School Chimp, put in the information, it'll spit it out. If you are searching for a home for sale and you are disappointed in what you're finding on the website you're using, it could be that you need to change websites, and we recommend you use a site called suremls.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. And the reason we think you should use that is because it pulls listings from both listing services in Metro Atlanta. And you would think that all websites would pull listings from both listing services, but that is not the case. In many cases, they pull from one and not the other. So what if the home you were looking for was listed in the other one and you were missing it? SureMLS, S-U-R-E-M-L-S dot com will solve that problem. If you are a home buyer 
or a potential home seller, and you are nervous that you might not choose the right real estate agent, how would you make sure that you can be sure about the decision you make? we got a listener question. It seems that there are so many real estate agents out there, there are 55,000 members of just the local listing service. I think right. there's like 70,000 licensees in the state of Georgia. How can we determine which one is right for us? My suggestion is slap them a couple times when you first <laughs> meet them and see how they do. So we've got a list of things that people need to consider. Number one, you need to look for someone who has a problem-solver mindset. Number two, you need someone who's self-motivated and has kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. You need somebody that is honest and has integrity. You need somebody that can hustle and is tenacious. You definitely want somebody that has interest in house and architecture, has an engaging personality, has real attention to detail, someone who understands the local housing market for sure, someone who has a great network of connections, and I think that's one of the things that we bring to the table with Modern Traditions Realty Group is we have so many connections from over the years. It's really amazing to me sometimes to be in the middle of a deal and know that I know the person on the other side. And it sounds weird to say you have undue influence, but you do. Yes. And that's what our clients are looking for. And you're looking for someone who understands that knowledge is power. I believe that in many cases, the type of real estate agent that might be best for you might not always feel like the most natural because in some cases the best real estate agent for you might actually come across as being a little bit bossy. Yes. And as long as they respect the fact that you're an adult and you should be able to make decisions however you want to and they should just present the facts to you, then I think you would be good to go. For sure. If you're looking to sell your house anytime in the next six months, we think you need to take advantage of our seller confidence plan. There are four or five different ways to sell a house. You could sell it for cash. You could sell it today. You could fix it up and sell it. You could buy your new home before you sell your existing home. With so many choices, how do you decide what to do? Well, I think you need to order a seller confidence plan. Know your options. And whatever you're deciding to do, call us before you list your home with anyone else. You can call 770-497-0000, or you can go to gogaddisradio.com. You'll get the same information either way. Home flipping. There was a home flipping program that was one of the first ones out there. I'm not going to use the name of the program because I already got in trouble for using (laughs) the name seven or eight years ago. And I went to the home, and the front was beautiful, and the right side was beautiful, and the inside was beautiful, and the left side looked like crap, and the back looked like crap. Like, they didn't even do anything to it. Like, it was just phony. Like, we put lipstick on it and stuck it up there. And so, in many cases, people think flipping houses is really, really easy. And the truth is, and you've done some of it, right? I'm in the middle of one right now. Are you going to flip it, or is that going to be an investment for you? We're going to keep it for a long-term investment. Okay. So, but it's not as easy as you think. And by the way, how many of those projects have you done that worked out where you spent the exact amount of money you planned to spend? None of them. Not one. Not ever. (laughs) And really, the truth is, you need about a 20% cushion, don't you? You do. On those deals. So, I think home flipping can still work. But you cannot, if you're trying to flip a home, you cannot overcome paying too much for the property. So most uh, home flippers would have paid, let's just say, 75% of what they considered after repair value, and they would discount the amount of repairs. Yes. So if you thought the house was worth $400,000, they would pay 75% of 400000 And if you thought it needed 50000 repairs, they'd back off to fifty. Today, I would say that number is probably 60 or 65%. So they're hesitant to pay. So uh, there are plenty of opportunities out there. You've got to find sellers who are motivated. Their brains are motivated, and they want to 
move forward. So I think the answer is yes, you can make money as a flipper. Is it as easy to do it today as when values were going up like crazy? The answer is no. Christy, I am so thankful that you've been with me as sort of a co-host or a yes, guest on fun. this radio show. I enjoyed having you here. I'm looking forward to many, many years of partnership with you. I appreciate all of you for listening to this week's show, and we will be back next week, same time, same channel. We'll talk to you then. Have a great week, Atlanta. 